Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good morning. Kathy Anello and Carrie Butler Ellis here for the Best Life Cafe. We are so excited to be here this morning because we had to take the week off last week. Uh, my fault because I've been so darn busy. And uh, I really realized this morning when I was preparing for the show that it's something that I love to do to talk to airwaves of people who may fall upon this show or seek us out and listen to our words in hopes that we can inspire and help you live your best life. And that's what the Best Life Cafe is all about. So I'm going to bring Carrie Butler on the phone, who is our co-hostess today. Carrie, how's it going this morning? Good morning. It's going great. I'm so excited to be here. I know. Life is good. Uh, Today's show is actually going to be uh, featuring Carrie's business, the Emergency Cafe. Carrie owns a boutique, emergency preparedness consulting firm in Southern California, and her she specializes in helping us prepare for disaster or, you know, situations where we may uh, not have services available to us. And I'll tell you, it's one of those subjects, and Carrie, I know you agree, where people don't like to have this conversation. We human beings, and, you know, as true for me writing my book about six months to live, we don't want to think about that. We don't want to think about disaster. We don't want to think about death. We don't want to think about what will we do if the lights go out, because those thoughts You know, in one side, they go against everything that we are trained to think good thoughts, you know, to make things happen good. But but the reality is that we're living in a world that requires a preparation plan. It's no longer fly by the seat of your pants. So, Carrie, tell us about the Emergency Cafe. What is Emergency Cafe? Well, thanks for asking. So Emergency Cafe is a, uh, an emergency preparedness consulting firm that I created. Um, actually, crazy enough, the universe is so perfect, literally three months before Katrina hit. And my kids were going to preschool and their first year of kindergarten. And the person that was in charge of emergency preparedness was leaving And I wanted to volunteer at the school, and somebody said, well, why don't you take over this? And I was like, okay, sure, you know, like whatever. And I think that they gave it to me because just like what you said, like nobody wants to deal with it. And (laughs) I truly, you know, I mean, because it's kind of a, it is one of those put your head in the sand conversations. Um, So anyway, to make a long story short, I took it upon myself. I was in charge of making sure that all of the classrooms had emergency kits in their classrooms in case of some type of lockdown situation. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just, like, I really started to think about it. And the truth is, is that especially living in Southern California, we Mm -hmm. live in earthquake country. I mean, and you up up Mm -hmm. North as well, you know, it's like it's earthquake country. And so that was my main focus at first. But then, you know, Katrina hit, and that was flooding. And there's tornadoes, and there's fires. And, you know, then 9-11 happened. 
So yeah. even the word emergency preparedness takes on a whole new new meaning. And um, the tagline actually. Go ahead. Yeah, I've been I've been doing it for over twelve years because uh, Katrina yeah. was. Yeah, it was twelve years. Um, my tagline for Emergency Cafe is: We cannot predict, but we can prepare. And that's the truth. It's like we can't predict anything, you know. And if you look at it in in terms of insurance, if you will. We have medical yeah. insurance because what if, right? We have homeowner's yeah. insurance because what if? So yeah. why not have a little emergency preparedness insurance? Now, in California, that could, mean an, that could mean earthquake insurance, but I'm not really talking about earthquake insurance. I'm talking about what you could do immediately to get prepared in order to, you know, just have peace of mind. Like preparedness equals peace of mind. And that's the truth. Exactly. And, and so I can remember a couple situations, like, you know, it, it, uh, about a year ago, I want to say it was a year ago, uh, April, um, somebody cut a fiber optic cable in, I want to say it was Coalingo or Fred, some random place in, in, in the Central Valley of California. And what it did was it wiped out the Internet service all the way up to hours past me uh, north in California. And maybe I think it even affected some people in Washington and Portland or in Oregon. But it was nine or 12 out, nine to 12 hours of no communication on, you know, phones or internet. You could not get a hold of anybody. None of the phones were working. None of the internet was working. And it was a real situation. You couldn't work on your computer because everything was tied to the internet. And it was then that I started thinking about the what if. You know, that what if seven days went by like this? What if, you know, what if this happens? And then, so that's what really brought me to the attention of how I needed to be prepared. And this was, I think, you know, we had just bear, it might have been two years ago that it was, because I don't know if I knew you at the time when this happened. Yeah, I don't think but we did. It, I, I remember, I yeah. recall the, the situation, but only mildly, but, but I don't necessarily know that we were together at that time. Connected. Yeah, I don't know that we were together. <laughs> we weren't connected at that point. But, yeah, so, but I remember it being very eye-opening. So, uh, you know, in that, in that spirit, um, you know, I love that you told us, you know, how you got started. And, and so get, give us a, a scenario of what Carrie does to help uh, a client through an emergency prepared and consulting, you know, um, hour. Like I call you up and I okay. say, hey, Carrie, you need to come and check me out. I need to know what to do. What, what, what do you do? What does that look like? Well, first of all, I don't necessarily only do it. Like I can do it virtually as well. So like I have clients that like, will call me up and we'll literally FaceTime through I their entire that. home. Yeah, it's super yeah. cool. And so I so, so basically so cool. go ahead, sweetheart. No, I just said that's so cool. I love that. Oh, thank you. So <laughs> when I start with a consultation, I do a complete walkthrough of my client's home and we go room by room and I point out things that might you know, for all intents and purposes, give me a red flag um, 
that, you know, it could be like a safety issue. And when I go in, it's like I explain to people, I do not want you to change the way you live. I don't want you to, you know, like you're not going to put away all your little tchotchkes that are out and all that stuff. But there could be, you know, a different way to maybe display them. Or if you want to have, you know, um, you know, I have, I have a client that has, I kid you not, it's a six-foot Ming vase. It's six feet tall. And it is a Ming vase. I mean, it, I, don't even, I don't even know the value. Like, it could be priceless. But I said, like, there wasn't even, you know, some museum putty underneath it. So I give the, my clients an opportunity to look at how they have their life and how it's displayed there, all of their stuff, and possibly, you know, give them a different idea about how to be more safe about it. Like, for example pictures that you hang on the wall. Um, one, you know, the, the, a lot of my clients have gorgeous, gorgeous artwork that is professionally hung. Well, even though it's professionally hung, it doesn't mean that it's earthquake safe. So we go in and we mm-hmm. either Velcro mm-hmm. or, put, or put museum putty on the corners, the bottom corners of all of the art so that there is an extra little, you know, hold there on the wall. Uh, museum putty is one of my best friends because what it does is it, it actually is what they use in museums and it's kind of I've like, never heard of it. where do you get museum putty? Where do you get that? Well, you can get it on my website, but you can <laughs> okay, also get it at any, any hardware store, you know, it's called museum I've, putty yeah, and I've it's never like, heard of it before. yeah, it. it's like gum for all, all intents, you know, like imagine you've chewed a piece of gum and it's like, mm-hmm. um, you know, you kind of pull it apart and you make it, you, you, ply, you play with it a little bit so it gets a little bit malleable and then you roll it in a ball um, to the size that you need it and literally just pull your picture up a little bit and stick it in behind the, the two corners and push your, push your um, picture down to the wall. You do that also with little, you know, special little knickknacks that you have. Like, you know, there's a, there's a store here called Color Me Mine and it's all this ceramic you know, these, these naked ceramic pieces that the kids go in and paint and then they kill them and then you go back two weeks later and you pick them up. And tons of my, my clients are, you know, moms that have these, their very first Color Me Mine thing and it, it like has literally no monetary value at all, but sentimentally, like if it broke, they would be devastated. So it's, you know, just securing things to... um shelves or whatever. And then the other thing is we look for um, pieces of furniture that need to be attached to the wall. Anything, there's two rules of thumb. If it's taller than it is wide, it should be attached to the wall. And even, and, and, and um, at least if it's four feet tall, it should be attached to the wall. And I'm actually, I just became affiliated with this amazing company who has a patent strapping system that is amazing. So I've been, they, they join my team, I join their team. It's phenomenal. And so we just literally go room to room. I also tell, you know, where you should go in certain places. Um, if you're in the playroom, you know, for example, if you're in the living room, um, where you should go in the event of an earthquake. And usually what that is, is next to your couch. Uh, You want to just make sure that your um, neck 
is as far away from any glass or windows that um, at possible. Because when you go to school and they tell you drop, cover, and hold, that's exactly what you need to do at home. You need to drop, cover, and hold. And the reason for that is you're covering your neck because all the nerve endings are in your neck. So we just wow. we do a walkthrough, and, and I give suggestions. Yeah, I give suggestions mm-hmm. throughout the house. Okay, and so then we, tell we, us about a, Go ahead. I was just going to say, and then after that, we... Go ahead. I love you. I know. I love you, too. We talk about supplies, and, you know, like, and I talk to... If they have any questions for me, and we, you know, we answer them. I will tell you this one thing, though. You know, everybody wants to know, in regards to talking about earthquakes, everybody wants to know one thing. And it's like, you know, will we ever know when there's an earthquake? And... You know, they say that they're getting closer to knowing or creating machines that will detect that. But barring that, I will tell you that, yes, we absolutely do know one time for sure, for sure, when there's going to be an earthquake. You want to know when that is? Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. So it's after an earthquake because we have after. That's when you know. Uh, well, it's, very, it's okay, guaranteed, it. yeah. right? It's guaranteed that we are going to have aftershocks after an earthquake. And, you know, at this moment, that's the only time that we're really going to know that there. But, but after an earthquake and then you know that there's going to be more aftershocks, you're more aware of the situation. So you're, you have a keen sense of awareness of, you know, the earth could, again, move at any moment. So. Right, and so that's when you buckle down with your kit and all the stuff that goes in it. And my question that I wanted to ask you was, you know, let's talk about, you know, you know, without first of all, let us know what your website is. So I want to I want to tell right. the, the viewers right now what your website is. It's www.emergencycafe.com. Okay, and, and then what goes into an emergency kit? So, so, so we call you up. We've gone through the walkthrough. You've made your assessment, and then what is the next thing? Uh, so then, it, so then I need, I want to have a three day, you know, stay of of life. So if my lights go off, the heat goes off, and everything else happens, uh, what is the, what's in a three day kit for me? So I created a line of deluxe emergency kits. And when, and when I say deluxe, what I mean is it has the most amount of water and the highest caloric um, food that you can get because I just really, like, I didn't want to mess around. You know, like, I wanted to create, like, an amazing kit for everybody that I come into contact with. So what is required, though, of a kit is food water, lighting supplies, like flashlights, light sticks. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there's also, um, uh, what am I trying to say, uh, feminine hygiene, hygiene in general. So uh, there's also toothbrushes and toothpaste and hand sanitizer and wet wipes in there. The reason that you have um, an emergency kit is twofold. If you can shelter in place, but then, like, let's say, God forbid, you know, after two weeks, you still are without water. You want to jump into your emergency kit. 
But the other reason to have it is if you need to evacuate, you grab your emergency kit so that you know that you have stuff that can sustain you for three days, including food and water. There's emergency blankets in there. There's rain ponchos in there. There's a utility knife, uh, duct tape. Um, Oh, there's biohazardous waste bags. Those are made out of the same material. You know, when you go to the doctor and there's that red box on the the shelf, like if they gave you a shot, they'd have to put the the needle into that biohazardous waste, that box or container, if you will. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm familiar with that, but yeah. Keeps the um, the uh, biohazard it's out of your environment. And um, here's a little fun tip: if you have access to a pool, then you can. Because here's what. Let me back up for a second. In an earthquake situation, we will lose power. We will lose water. Uh, we, you know, we won't have electricity. So there's no way for certain um, things to get to us. And uh, like in Southern California, for example, we have pipes that break all the time, water pipes that break all the time just because of they're old and they're weathered. And so imagine what's going to happen in an earthquake situation. So for sure, we're going to lose water. And if you don't do, if you don't learn anything from this call, the one thing that I want to make sure that you do is make sure that you have a lot of water on hand. Because we can survive wow. for seven days without water, but we without food, but we can't survive seven days without water. Now, so the other I part of that have... is, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that there is a there's a shelf life for like bottled water that you get at the market, um, and it's like six to eight months. It and what mm-hmm. happens is bacteria starts to grow in that water. So there's two ways you can combat that. We, we have something on the website. It's called a water storage system. It's this giant blue drum. Uh, we have a 20-gallon, a 30-gallon, and a 55-gallon. And you literally fill it with water. You put these drops in, and you seal it, and you've got water for five years no matter what. Wow. But if you wanted to go well, another, yeah, it's freaking awesome. Well, I'm in, you know, here's my thing. We have, you know, I live in rural northern California, you know, and, um, on one of my uh, places that I have interest in, our water comes out of the side of the mountain. And we have a spring that feeds water into a pipe, into a barrel, into a water tank, down to the house, and, you know, from the top of the mountain. And uh, so I think that's interesting that I could buy something because I have the resource unless there's a drought. So if there's a drought and then there's a emergency, you know, I mean, it should be nice to have yeah. 10, 10, 55 gallon drums of water there. Uh, so that, so that's awesome. So I, again, um, in a kit, give me a, a, just um, a simple kit for my car. Okay. I know so a lot of a people have been kit. stranded in their car. Yeah. Yes. So you want to make sure that you have, um, of course, the food and the water. And if you're stranded in your car for any period of time, it could get dark, it could get cold. So you want to make sure that you have at least an emergency blanket in there. You want to have lighting, so you want to have a flashlight and batteries that works. Um, I have this thing. It's you know, um, it's a solar-powered 
AM-FM radio, flashlight. It also has a USB port so you can charge your cell phone. And as far as I'm concerned, that and water, okay. You know, it's like you – because if yeah. we – if you if you're stranded on the road and your battery dies or something, you're not going to be able to charge your phone. So you want to make sure that you can do that. And um, so I would, you know, if you're just going to throw an emergency kit together, I would do food, water, um, and you can use, you know, you can use the bottled water from the market and you can get food bars from the market. They have like, you know, a right. six eight month shelf life. You just have to make yeah. sure that you remember to replenish it. Um, the and other thing that I would recommend, you actually remind your clients when it's time to replenish. I do. So, I so have in a, eight um, months from now, you would be sending me an email saying, Kathy, it's time to replenish your kit. Do you offer that in your consulting? I do. Actually, yes. Be, um, my, it's like you don't just order a kit from me. Like I provide a service. And so mm-hmm. uh, my kits last for five years because the food and the water that I put in my kits have a shelf life of five years. So basically That's you're spending beautiful. a certain amount of money. Yeah. On a kit, but like amortized over five years, it's like, you know, 30 cents a day for a family of five. Like it's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like it's, it, when you look at it that way, it's, it's such a great investment. And um, I agree. the other thing that I, I would agree. recommend. Yeah. The other thing I would recommend as far as, as a kit for your car goes is make sure that you have an extra pair of shoes, like tennis shoes. I have a lot That's of clients great. that I have a lot of clients that go to all of the um, awards things down here, mm-hmm. you know, like the Academy mm-hmm. Awards and SAG and everything. Well, they're not wearing tennis shoes with their long gowns. They're wearing four and five inch, you know, heels. And the um, so I recommend. I actually do have one client. We make a special emergency kit for them for each car that they go in because God forbid something happened and they had to walk home. That's they have a pair of tennis shoes. Yeah, they have tennis shoes in the car so that they can do that. I really think that's really good advice because, you know, I've been watching, you know, I I used to not watch the news, but in light of life, I've been watching the news on a regular basis. And this is against everything I believe in, but however, I'm still doing it. But I've noticed, Mm -hmm. you know, especially in the East Coast, many, many, many people stranded because of weather. And you know, it's a scary thing to watch. I can't even imagine being in it. And so I just really thought that was a good, that was good advice on the car. And I uh, always keep an extra pair of clothes in my car. Like I always keep an extra set of clothes. I don't mm-hmm. know why I just always do. That's just something that I do. Uh, so anyways, Carrie, lots of great information. And I, I really appreciate that. But we are going to move into Wayne Dyer Wednesday. And some angel Yay. readings. And if there's any other tips that you have that you want to get, any burning desires about the emergency cafe that you want to share. And just one more time, you guys can find Carrie on Facebook. Emergency Cafe has a Facebook page, yes? Yes, we do. And, of course, my website, emergencycafe.com. You can email me through there. There's tips on there. There's, um, I think I have, like, 30 or 40 tips on, you know, being prepared what you need to do to make a plan. So it's really good information. And just, you know, reach out to me because this is what I do, and I would love to help you get prepared. And I think it's a great conversation to have with yourself and your family and your hub, uh, your office, your your classroom. Uh, 
to just be prepared because, you know, which leads me to my Wayne Dyer quote, and, and this is not a political statement, but it just kind of works, and it's, his quote is, loving people live in a loving world. Hostile people live in a hostile world. Same oh. world. Wayne, oh, I just got goosebumps. Wayne just gave me a little smooch. But here's the thing. That quote for me in these times and in this topic is that we are living in a divided world. There's no secrets. Everybody knows it. Even our best friends sometimes are in a completely different of opinion of how the world should be run. It's the first time I've ever experienced anything like this in my life. And so when I read that quote, I realize that I am living in a very unpredictable world right now. And because life is so unpredictable, I have to be prepared for that, where I've always been a fly-by-the-seat-of-my-pants kind of girl, you know, come what may, case the raw, the raw, you know, those are qualities I have. But these are different times. And so I just found that quote today, and I just thought, wow. So, uh, Carrie, before we go to your quote, I'm going to pull a card, and then I'm going to hand it over to you. And my okay. pulling today from the Archangel Power Tarot card, Doreen Virtue, Rodley Valentine, just love this. And I so happen to have them in my possession today because I brought them with me. And my card huh, is the Seven of Raphael, where we have a beautiful garden full of many different colors of the chakra coming out of tubs that look like you could soak and detoxify. And it says, time to make a decision. Be clear on what you want and take action. A need for detoxification. I happen to know oh. this card is a personal card for me today <laughs> because uh, I've had a lot of things happen this week where I've been triggered and uh, old, old wounds coming up. And the detoxification part, um, I told Carrie briefly that I did a re- restorative yoga class on Sunday morning, which I'm not a yogi, but I, I loved, didn't really know what it was going to do for me, didn't feel like I had so much, but it brought up a lot of wounds, and it was wonderful to be able to go through an emotional journey, which um, sometimes we suppress. So uh, the detoxification part is for me, and I hope if there's anyone out there needing that time to make a decision, be clear on what you want, take action, and detoxify that situation. Beautiful. All righty. Okay, I'm going to pull from Archangel Gabriel cards today. And um, let's see what he would like to share with us. All righty. Birth. Whoa. New life, such as a baby, an idea, happy news, or an exciting project blossoms within and around you. Ooh, I love that. So for, for I, I think that this is, um, oh, I just got really calm looking at this. It's like, it's all going to be okay. Like everything is just, you know, everything's happy. Everything's new. Everything can just, you know, we, we just, we do, we have to look at the, we just have to look at the beautifulness of, of the world and, and focus on happy and yeah. new, just not give energy to the other other stuff that the, might weigh us down. Hostile world. And, you know, I, I love that because um, <laughs> we know we, every day, we don't know what, what the day is going to bring. Every day, anything can happen. 
But we do get the choice to be positive, happy, and calm. And that doesn't always happen, but I really enjoy uh, the thought that I actually have the power to, to change what what's my mood is, you know, around that and be more loving instead of hostile. And believe me, I miss, can be as hostile as the next guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I totally get that. You know, I, I often wonder um, about, you know, when we're in that spiritual world and we're spiritual teachers and, you know, we all can touch each other's lives. It's, like, I, I have this assumption, and I know that that's so bad to think that everybody's got it together but, like, me, you know, and it's like I'm just, <laughs> I'm just still on that train of, like, you know, not being hostile, and I try not to be angry, and I try not to be, you know, mean or whatever. And I realize that we're human, right? We're all humans as well. Um, but, I, but I found that doing this work, even if I do get – a little snarky to quote Abraham, I can recognize it now so quickly and then I better. change it immediately. Right. It's like, Oh my gosh. Okay. So like, in, like if I find myself like judging a situation, it's like, okay, flip it right now. Then just send love. Just bless this person. Oh, yeah, that, bless that the situation. <laughs> yeah that could be right? a whole radio show right there put that on the archive because i want to talk about that we're down to our last 30 seconds thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us we love bringing you conversation that may inspire you or help you with your day or your life carrie thank you so much for sharing your emergency preparedness stuff you can find carrie on facebook and instagram emergency cafe Capianello Facebook Cast Life on Instagram and Twitter. We'd love to have you reach out and talk to us, ask us questions. Best Life Cafe has their own Facebook page and Twitter, so hook us up. We'll see you next week. Aloha, Bye. everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>